What's up, Big Seth? What's going on, Juice? Hey, you know everybody wants to make money, but I always ask, yeah. who's keeping track of your money? No doubt about it, man. That's why for the past 15 years, I've gone to my guy Rob at ARS and Associates for all of my personal and professional accounting needs. Oh, man. Rob's the best. And his son is one heck of a baseball player. Yeah, he is. Rob's also so professional. He's trustworthy. Hey, you know, that's the most important part, man. It definitely is. And the entire team at ARS handles personal accounting, corporate, bookkeeping, payroll. Hey, they also work with athletes and charities, correct? You know they do. So call ARS and Associates for a free consultation at 305-653-7350. Ask for our guy, Rob, or visit their website at arsaccounting.com. That's arsaccounting.com. And make sure you mention that the fish tank sent you to get your first month of payroll services free. All right, Solo, bring us in. You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth Living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one, one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank. Welcome back to the Fish Tank here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Seth Levitt with OJ McDuffie. Juice, how you feeling? Hey, man, I'm doing great, Seth. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. We just had the Miami Miracle. Still riding high off all that. Uh, we're still in the hunt, right? Still Our team hunt. is still in the, still hunt, in the hunt, which is a great thing. You know, we want to believe. Uh, false enthusiasm. A coach used to say, I won't mention which coach, but <laughs> right. I, I like that line. False enthusiasm. And... Uh, you know, how exciting is it with our guest today, after watching what the Dolphins just did and what Kenyon Drake just did, our guest today is none other than Touchdown Tony Nathan. Tony, how are you, man? I'm doing fine. How y'all doing? Oh, man, it's such an honor, man. You know, I'm going to tell you this. Before we even get started on the obvious, Tony Nathan is one of my favorite all-time players. Right? And, and, and Touchdown Tony That's doesn't really know cool. this, but growing up, I wasn't a Dolph fan, but I was always a, a Tony Nathan fan because, you know, he's one of those guys that did everything. Ran it, he caught did do it, it all. blocked it, you know, and as growing up, that's kind of what I try to do as a football player as well. It is truly an honor having having well, touchdown Tony. You. And not only that, my in-laws are absolutely in love with him. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, man. They're, you know, we'll, and we'll talk a little bit more about it in, in the podcast, but, you know, there's a there's a the movie out that Tony was uh, yes. the, the, sign, the figure in and that, and that's going to be interesting to talk about. But we really want to talk about Tony. The obvious. The obvious, right? <laughs> the Miami, they call it the Miami Miracle. The Miami and, Miracle. And you know what? This Miami Miracle has happened before, but yeah. never like this, quite like this. But, you know, from you know from the play, being down the amount of points they were down, you know, uh, needing a touchdown with seven seconds left. You got Tannehill to Kenny Steele to Devontae Parker uh, over to, you know, Kenyon Drake. Thankfully. For, the you know, the touchdown pass, Gronkowski. That was a lot. You had a little bit. You did a little something like that, too, in your day. But let's talk about you witnessing what just happened. And then we'll go back and talk about when yours happened in 1991 with you, Strzok, and Daryl Harris. Well, I mean, you know, you watch it and you, I most was doing what, getting ready to do what everybody else was doing, getting ready to you know, walk up out of <laughs> Firing the up the engine to get <laughs> yeah. out of there, right? And then all of a sudden you see the, you know, things start to unfold. You'd be like, what? Oh, they get ready to do that. They, my wife said, what? That hook and lateral play. Watch, watch, watch. It's happening. And then all of a sudden Drake gets in the takeoff. I'm like, there it is, house call. Yeah, did it take you back a little bit? Like, talk about what happened, you know, and what, what was it? It's called Boise 
for this team. For what this was, what was the call for you guys back then? It was just uh, hook and lateral. It had straight up hook and lateral. Straight up hook and lateral. All right. And talk that, about wow. it. Like, and did it work in practice? Like, we, we also noticed that they practice this a lot. Did it work in practice for you guys? Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Our defense got wise to it and wouldn't let us do it. Uh, but early on, they worked maybe once or twice at the most in practice when we worked it in practice. We had to do it against the air a lot. Right. <laughs> so, Tony, what's going through your head? And, and you know, Juice, you understand this. I don't, right? I've never lined up. I don't know what it's, what it's like. But when you line up and you said it didn't work a lot in practice, what's going through your head? How, how much do you believe that you've got a chance to make this play succeed? Well, it all depends on how they line up on defense. You know, that tells you a lot right there. If they overload one side, I got more people over there than you want them to have. Uh, you try to set your formation where people, you know, they're going to spend more time with the other receivers over there. And you got when we ran, it was on the week side and Dury was over there by himself mm-hmm. and so you know you just might have a corner safety and a linebacker on that side mm. and I lined up opposite the protection and went the other way and brought the linebacker to me and I ended up beating him and going around. Yeah I watched a little footage of this Seth and I saw Tony like he, he kind of crept out of the backfield a little bit nonchalant <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like you know I'm not involved in this play and all of a sudden he turns on the burners now Tony also when you did it you, you, you had the ball up around the 15 or so yard line <laughs> like you had it and then you had had to put on another burst to score that. What were you? Well, I mean, you don't want to be the reason why the play failed. Right, right, right. And then I saw my man, the linebacker, coming. I was like, oh, pick up speed again. <laughs> so you're able to turn that. I didn't, see, I didn't have a gear like that, Seth. No, you didn't have that second no, gear? No, no. I, mean, I, got, I had a final whoa, gear, whoa, but I didn't have whoa. another gear after that final gear. So I don't oh, know what gotcha. my. The my third final, gear. I don't know. Oh. My, why I got to be third? Can I, it be fourth? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe fifth? You said final gear. Okay, we'll just call it the final. <laughs> Good stuff, man. So that brought back some really good memories. I watched yes, it right it now. Yeah, it really and, and, yeah. And so, uh, and the missus, did she reminisce on that time? You guys been together? I mean, since you were in college, high school, since I was high school, school sweetheart. Yes, that's awesome. Yes. And we, I know we'll uh, venture on that from the, the movie that I saw that you were in. But you know, since then, you know, you, you know, she had to have some some memories of that play as well, and bringing back some really good memories as well. Well, I don't know how good her memories are. <laughs> well, you know, don't don't say that, Tony, because <laughs> she I, might be listening. I, I, Podcast, I, we, I talked. We talked a little bit this this past weekend, and she remembers some things that you don't you don't remember uh, very well. That's true. All right, that's so true. don't don't she go does. there. They call that selective <laughs> memory, don't they? Yes. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. But so when you saw it and you said they're about to do this, did you see that pre-snap or? No, I mean, once you start bringing people across and yeah. all of a sudden you say, well, they're going to actually try to, some people call it a flea flick. Right. And uh, you see the way people hesitate and whatnot, and you say, well, they're actually going to do it. Sure. So one, being a guy who ran a play like this, and then two, I imagine the coaching, you just kind of saw it all unfolding. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Not a surprise. Yeah. But did you have did you have that moment of reflection so we don't know if the, if the missus did or not but did you I mean when all that happened were you just caught up in the moment and the energy in that stadium which I can't imagine what well, that was like or or did you have these reflective moments of what you experienced well I mean I got excited about it because of, you know the way they had it lined up and the way things was unfolding sure it looked like it was going to work right and I got chill bumps I'm just yeah. you know watching them do it it, it was cool it, it was really weird because there were a lot of people that were leaving people that were staying were pretty much all New England fans yeah you know so we were pretty much in the in in the alumni suite, and there was probably originally it's probably like sixty people in there. It's probably like twelve at the twelve end. at the end. You know, what I mean, everybody had already headed for the exits, and it was like um, we is me, I think Zach, Pat Sertan, Tony, and that was like and in our families, whatever was with us. Yeah, and uh, 
we sat there and witnessed it all by ourselves. It was How crazy Anna and all the guys that work for the alumni and, and Erica. It was absolutely amazing in that we all looked at each other in amazement like there's no way that just happened because our team never does that. Our team, for one, <laughs> it's never happened in Dolphin history. Well, not many teams do that. Well, yeah. But yeah well, the Dolphins you. have never won a game with like no time on the clock like that. Yeah. Never. I mean, never, never. have never won a game like that. Yeah, that and, remember. of course, that was like the longest play walk-off, I think, in NFL history or some, some craziness. Was it really? There's I didn't all even kinds see of, that There's stat. all kinds of stats. And, you know, this is a podcast, so maybe I'm lying about it. But, <laughs> you know, but hey, that's what I heard. That's what I read. I wrote so, it down and read it. You know, I worked for Harvey. And, uh, you know what our rule of thumb was in PR was it's right until it's someone, someone proves you wrong. wrong. That's, that's right. It. That's, that's it. right. But, that's man, it. just the whole feeling, man, and then to see the look on the Patriot fans. Because, you know what? Oh. Patriots would have solidified or, or, or won the AFC East again. Locked it up. If they had won that game. And so we're going to hold it off a little bit longer. And we might go on a little run here and see what happens, man. But it, it was can fun. happen. That exactly run can right. happen. And talk about that a little bit, Tony. Before we get into some more stuff, like when you played, the, how were the Patriots? How were these te- this team that's dominated for 15, 20 years? You know, how were your games and how did you guys match up with them? With Strocker, you know, and, and, and the guys that you had on your offense side of football? Well, I guess you could say my claim to fame during my time was that they, they had we had beat them 20 straight times. And, Wouldn't uh, that be nice? I, and I was on the team that lost to them. So. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think they dominated through the 70s and you yeah. came in and – by yeah. the L. I, I say, yeah. let's say your claim yeah. to fame was the hook and lateral, and you just happen <laughs> okay. to be a part of that, too, Tony. We, we won't make that be your claim to fame. Yeah. Was it a close game you lost to? Or... No. No, oh, that's not good. no. They they had all their horses in, in line. What well, happens sometimes? It happens sometimes. You guys are in a transition stage right there at that point. So I, I have one more question about, and we can move on. And I didn't realize, I didn't even know as a Dolphin fan, they called that the Epic in Miami. I, yeah. I, I yeah. never I, I, yeah. had heard of that. But and maybe that's because ultimately the result was not the the way we're feeling now. You know, with with this team, but. What was said in the huddle? When that play was called, was it normal? Was there any talk? Was there any? I'm just curious. You know, give us something that there was no, you know, we've seen the highlights, but what was said in that huddle? Well, took a timeout, was on the sideline with Shula, and he was talking to Don, and he told Don to call the hook and lateral. And I looked at Shula, and I said, are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) Because it really never worked in practice. I said, are you serious? Now you're going to call it? He said, yeah, go run it. We went out, he called it, and it worked to perfection. I said, what a man. Man, nobody doing. I won't doubt him no more. Hey, when you saw, I mean, when you saw the, the green pastures in front of you, right away, really, there was right nobody away. in nobody. front of you. You, I think you celebrated from like forty out. You, you had to be like, damn, I'm glad we're not playing against my own team because this really, this play does work. But it probably only works one time. Kind of like the spike play we had. Well, only one time is that going to work. We've tried it. Yeah. We tried it several you, times. You tried after that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we and we haven't heard about that. those, Drew, tried, so there's probably a reason. No. You tried to riverside and flip it to the other side, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> to the side? Nope. No, we, we just stayed same to the right side. side. Same side. <laughs> Didn't, didn't work out quite the same way. No. That is great. That they is great. They the gap spot and they start blitzing me. Right. So, you know, once they blitz, you, you got to pick it up. You got to pick it up. Yeah. So, so who are we going to lateral to if you don't, if you got to pick up the blitz? He just hoped he can complete it. <laughs> <laughs> just complete the pass. That's it. So I know we dove right into it, but uh, I'm going to dial it back a little bit, Tony. So a few years ago, I, you know, I love sports movies and I saw this movie, Woodlawn. Woodlawn, am I pronouncing that right? Yes. I had no idea what it was about other than it was a football movie and and i love that kind of stuff and, and we have a program with the foundation jason taylor foundation what we do it's called big screens big dreams and uh and so i i start watching this movie and then the lead character juice is tony nathan that's and i'm tony. like wait t- like the tony nathan yeah. and i start doing my research 
They made a movie about your life, man. They made a movie about that time in your life. What was that like? I, I, I would like to know, first of all, what is that like to become a character in a movie? And then obviously talk to us about that time in your life because, um, you know, with, in the day and age we live in now, I mean, that was an interesting yeah. time for you, to Ooh, say the least. Yeah, very interesting times. But, you know, going back and thinking about things and your kids, talking to your kids about that time, growing up at that time, and they don't want to, they don't believe, right. you know, that you actually went through that type of thing. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, you just tell them, you know, you need to know your history, where you come from. Sure. So from when they first came to me and they started talking to me about the movie, I thought somebody was paying a sick joke. You know? <laughs> I'm like, seriously, a movie about me? Why? You know, and um, I met the guys that uh, was talking about doing the movie, and I knew their father was our chaplain, Will Goble. And um, he came by and said, hey, we want to do this. And I'm like, seriously? And so when we actually sat down and was, you know, discussing things about, you know, what I felt and how I felt back then, and uh, next thing I know, I'm looking at it on the screen. And, you know, you sit there and you look at them talking about you. You get tears in your eyes, your chill bumps. Wow. So it was a great experience. I just, you know, one another one of God's blessings. So yeah, so a little bit about the movie, you know, which I, I absolutely love the movie, and it actually was, it was really well know, done. My, my in laws are the ones that actually brought it to our attention because they they had the book. Oh really? Yeah, they have the book first, and then the movie, and then they saw the movie afterwards. And you chose the movie. the movie over the book, too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not a big reader. So <laughs> I do have the book as well, though, and I and actually, have a copy, and I have it signed by Touchdown Tony as well. Oh, wow. So I have, a, I have a serious copy. Yeah. So don't just give me that. No, but, man, that's the real deal, Tony. If you can get, just, we'd like for I, I think everybody needs to see this this movie especially considering what's going on now in today's world it's kind of like it's kind of crazy how things are kind of a little cyclical the way yeah. this country is and the way it's been divided but you lived that growing up tell us a little bit about the movie you know the part about you being the, the black running back at your high school talking about the, the white quarterback at another high school and how the how the whole movie came together well you know it was uh, more of a religious type thing we would have the guy came through and he uh you know yes sir wanted to speak to us about god himself and having a relationship with him and uh like four or five of us at that point in time decided to, you know, confess publicly that, you know, we believed in Christ. Because I was always raised in the church. I always went to church. So, you know, it was like nobody knew right. that I felt that way about it. And um, once I did that publicly, it was um, getting together with other people and all other teams that were Christians or are Christians. And uh, that's how that, you know, that pretty much came about me and Jeff being, you know, was good friends. And the thing was that, you know, we were trying to, well, at that time we didn't know what we was doing as far as bringing the city together right, right. <laughs> but we were just trying to say hey this is where i am in my life and this is what you should think about doing in yours so since you guys bought in it really how long did it take for the rest of the team and the rest of the players and i know it took the coach a little longer to buy in how long did it take the rest of the guys to buy in we saw the movie and the book version of it how long did it take everybody else to buy in that you know well, it wasn't a total buy-in by everybody really? you know okay. it was you know because some people just couldn't turn loose where they were and what, and what they believed in and Dealing with us blacks at that time, they didn't want us in the school anyway. Right. And we got bus to the school. So, and when you walk in the door and as an athlete, you find out what how people really feel about you because of your skin color. And uh, so it was... So even an athlete, even being an athlete didn't didn't help you out in that situation. Because no. sometimes, well, as we know, it helps you some. Yeah. But yeah, an athlete but gives you a little more. It was they wanted me to become run for student by the president. No and kidding. I, I, yeah, yeah. And I told them, there's no way you put me in the middle of this mess. <laughs> you know, because I had people over here saying, 
you can help our cause. I have people over here said, well, I can't say that on the radio. Though, of course you can. <laughs> of course you can. This you can podcast. on the podcast. You say whatever you want to say. They was the nigga go home. Right. You know, and so, you know, I was like, mm, I don't need to be in the middle of that. So right. I just go play football. I go play sports. And uh, that's what my way of getting my point across. Yeah. Right. And and you did. At least that was shown in the in the film for sure. Right. So you got, I mean, you really proved your point. I always compare it like, kind of like how Jesse Owens did, you know, by just performing. Yep. Just performing, doing, doing what you do, doing, doing the right thing, being the best that you can at what you do. And I got called a lot of names, and I just look at them and tell them, "Hey, God loves you, my friend." Man, mm. Tony, I, I, you know what, man? I, I I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, went to school, you know, in the mid '80s, and um, I, I can only imagine how you can stay focused on, enough to be able to, you know, go through that, be bused to the school you're going to play football at a high level, and then then you're getting recruited nationwide, but of course by the great Bear Bryant. You go to yeah. Alabama. Now, at that point, how many you know black athletes were actually playing football at that point or had an opportunity, and then what was it that made you decide that you know you were going to stay in state and play for Alabama? Well, during the recruiting phases of it, you go to different places. And uh, the way I was treated when I got there, it was almost like you just taking somebody to the house and dropping them off and leaving. Mm. You know, and I went out to Oklahoma and, you know, I went to uh, State. It just didn't feel right for me to leave home and my parents and stuff couldn't go to the games. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I went to Alabama, I knew they could drive there. And Coach Brian himself showed me that he wanted me there. And uh, he was really the key to why I decided to go there. And how was the how was the you know the segregation and how were the players treated black versus white there at Alabama at a time when you know I mean there was a I mean a lot of segregation obviously yeah but you know he, his thing was well in the beginning he was trying he wanted to but they wouldn't school wouldn't let him the people on the board wouldn't let him go out and recruit black players but when they go out to Southern Cal to play Southern Cal when John Robinson was out there and Sam Bam did his thing. <laughs> he came back and told him, we got to gotta have, gotta have yeah. him. If you, if you want to stay on top, we got to have you want him. your principles here that, that don't make any sense or you want to start winning some ball games, right? And yep, they, right. Yeah, yep. right. Yep. So something. He um, he didn't tolerate I me. Mean, other places I went, you know, you it was the racism was open, you know, and they had. Look, other schools that you went to as, during the recruiting went, process. And you heard, so I heard some things and it was like, no. And I used to ask the black players that was there, how did y'all live with this? Right. I mean, you know, the things that they were saying, you know, it's like, I can't do this. Right. So when I went back and, you know, we sit down, my parents and I sat down and we talked about my recruiting trips and, you know, but they said it's your decision to make. And Coach Brian, like in the movie, he was at the house every other day. He so. wanted right. to. And that's the thing about the movie that I love, too, is that Tony was on, on set. He was he he was a big contributor to it to make sure that it was actual and factual. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Yeah. Like, how involved were you during the actual filming? Well, if I wasn't there in person, I, they called me. No kidding. And they talked to me about it. And how yeah. about, what was his name, Caleb Caleb Castile? Yes. He, so he played you. Yes. How did how did that young man do? Oh, he did great. He did a great job. Fantastic job. He actually was a football player at Alabama. And decided, oh, he was at Alabama. I didn't realize yeah, that. his dad went there and his brothers and uncles and everybody. <laughs> they went to no school kidding. there. And uh, he decided to become an actor. 
actor. And uh, this was basically his first big role that he had. Well, what a tailor-made role for him, right? Really? The football player at Alabama to play Tony Nathan. And, and I, that I was you, so it, cool. Yeah, I'll tell you this, Tony. You talk about when you were being recruited by Alabama, we ran into, and a good buddy of mine, Kajana Carter, we ran into the same type of hatred going to Penn State. Really? You know, and this is in the mid-'80s, you know, or late-'80s. And he's in, like, more of an early-'90s guy. And there was some hatred to us in terms of us being black athletes going to Penn State. So it's amazing how, you know, 70s and 80s how it was and still late 80s, early 90s how a lot hadn't changed in terms of how, you know, the athletes are perceived, right. you know, pamphlets of hate mail, like, you know, and talking <laughs> about nigga this, nigga, they don't come here, you know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, my folks got Sad. a whole lot of that. that yeah. They're knocking the movie, the brick thrown through the window yeah. and cross the jersey burning. And it was, it was crazy. Once I got, people got to know more about me and my ability to play sports. And uh, I just was just thankful that none of my people got hurt. Got hurt. Yeah. Hurt. And, well, you know what, Tony, it's, it's, it's also amazing to me. And I, I hate to be like talking about race relations, but yep. it, it's amazing how sometimes we get a hall pass as black athletes. True. A little bit more than the average black person does in the world. True. We do get a little more of a, ha- a hall pass. Being a great high school athlete, college, and of course a great pro, you know, it's a crazy world that we do that, but we have to make sure that, you know, we let everybody know where we came from as well and the things yeah. that we had to deal with as well. It's there. It's yeah. real. Yeah, it, hey, it is real. <laughs> it's it's real. Very real. But I, I think, folks, if you haven't seen the movie, you should look it up. And, and it was, you know what? else I really loved about it is that and clearly there was a um, an underlying theme of that it was faith-based and, and actually you and I I called you I don't know if you realize it was me now but I called you from the foundation because I was considering using that movie as one of our um, big screens big dreams uh, here with the Jason Taylor Foundation and I talked to some of the filmmakers and, and it just ended up not working out but um, even though it was fil- <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it didn't work out it, it, well it was it was kind of a long story <laughs> once you start dealing with those folks but you had given me the right people to call you were you were gracious enough to do that but even though was faith-based and, th- and that was a big part of uh, you know the purpose of the film it, w- whether you share those beliefs or not you can still watch that film and not feel like you're be- having something rammed right. down no, your throat absolutely. or what have you it's just an important yeah. story so it's a huge message in yeah the whole thing. yeah I-, I think that there's a larger message there for sure on the five reasons podcast we've got you covered on everything miami sports we've got a podcast out every monday on the dolphins in the football weekend We've got original reporting on the big sports stories you care about, like trade talks involving Jimmy Butler and JT Real Muto, and great guests on both current events and a little Miami sports nostalgia. On a recent episode, we were joined by former Heat guard Tim Hardaway. Pat Rowley didn't want me to talk trash. We had to sit down and say, you know, he said, you know, I don't want you to be out there talking. I want you to be, you know, concentrate on what we need to do and helping us win. So I was like, all right, fine. I, I won't talk. Because, you know, I like, I like to talk So I said, well, let me do it in practice. He said, okay, you can do it in practice, but not in game. I said, all right, fine. We've got you covered on the Five Reasons Sports Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Real quick, you had talked a little bit about Bear Bryant. Tell me, tell us something funny or interesting about Bear Bryant that most of us probably don't know about because, you know, I, I play for Joe Paterno and there's some funny stuff with Joe, but <laughs> I mean, these guys are pretty much cut from almost the same cloth a little bit. True. You talked about him showing up every other day and things like that. What else yeah. can you tell us good about Bear Bryant? Well, once I finally decided to go to school and we was having our first scrimmage and uh, I was, you know, returning punt, returning kicks and I scored a touchdown on one. 
And you remember Elmo Wright, the little war dance he did in the end zone? Right. I actually did that little war dance and spiked the ball. Oh, boy. And uh, I came running off the sideline. I'm all happy, you know, feeling good about myself because I think I've gotten a man's attention that, I, you know, I'm going to be good. And uh, he walked over to me. He always had that paper balled up in his hand. And he tapped me on the shoulder. He said, hey, we don't have no lightning bugs on this team. And I was like, lightning, lightning bugs? He said, now, yo, he said, next time you score, get a ball to the fish and act like you've been there before. And then it hit me. Lightning bugs behind or the ass show you know, mm. light up. <laughs> so he, he, he talked me a lot and said, hey, look, you don't be showing your ass right. That's right. 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 That is funny. I like that. I like so. that. That sounds familiar, by the way. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, that sounds very familiar. You had a similar like experience? Been, oh, just in general, like with Joe, it's like... Y'all yeah, didn't have yeah, your names like, on the back like, of the jerseys, no, right? No, they didn't want any of that. Now we couldn't show our ass, couldn't even show our name. Yeah, well, <laughs> we didn't show our name either because I, right. I had tearaway. Right. I used to go through about eight jerseys or ten jerseys a game. I remember those tearaway the tearaways. Yeah. But they couldn't take you down by your jersey. Yeah. Earl Campbell yeah. style. Yeah. <laughs> it's always coming out of his All shoulder pads showing. Yep. That's awesome. That's cause it, you know, that's because your ass is going by him all the time. So <laughs> that's it. Give it. It's about the last hope right it. here to grab his jersey. Just reaching for it. So speaking of Alabama, one of your teammates there, who also became one of your teammates with the Dolphins, was a pretty good player by the name of Dwight Stevenson. Yes. So what was it like? I mean, as a running back who spent a lot of time, you know, Dwight doing some good work for you. What was it like playing with Dwight, and just how good was that guy? Dwight, I would say, should have should be the face of all centers. Outstanding individual, worked hard, knew what he's supposed to be doing, and he used me and him when I got with him. He came to the Dolphins. We used to switch people all the time. A lot of in the protections that we had. Right. If his guy was smaller than mine, I would switch him and right. tell him to go the other way to mine. Mine was bigger than his, so you yeah, know that makes sense. <laughs> so we work well together. And he be, him being as athletic as he was, he could yep. handle that switch, that switch from the center position to get to wherever part wherever he, he had to get to. Get to. And Man. Dwight is like the nicest, the quietest guy. You know, when you talk <laughs> to him, so like, nice. it, 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 was he that same way on the field, or was there a different? Was there a no, switch he, that would flip? It, yeah, he flipped that switch. <laughs> oh, did he? Well, is that well, right? Snapped his chin strap. He was different. Yeah. yeah and how? I mean, as far as he got serious. Yeah. And he would take control of the huddle. He told everybody to shut up. So who said right. that? Was it Duper? I Somebody think told us Duper that. Duper just said that. So yeah. They would be bickering in, the, in there and they he would, hey, they, they, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the call. And uh, everybody would stop and just look at him because he normally he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't say anything, but he used to tell everybody to shut up. Dwight? And Dwight's a grown man. <laughs> yes, he is. Still is a grown man. Yeah. But Dwight used to have his technique of flipping people all the time. Unbelievable. I mean, he used to get called for holding because he did it so quick sometimes. Right. And based on what you were doing against him, every, I mean, he had that little thing here drive you to the ground. He was unbelievable. And when you talk to guys who played with him, and, and look, I mean, I watched him as a fan. But at the same time, I think anybody who's just the average fan who says they know what's going on with line play, I just think they're liars. Like, I, like I, I don't really know. I mean, you know, you know when a guy gets beat for a sack right. sometimes because sometimes it's not even his responsibility. Well, 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 you see the guy that's picking the quarterback up. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> that's <laughs> Patting him on the back. Yeah. But, I mean, realistically, for those of us that didn't play the game, we really don't know what how good somebody is as a lineman or not. But people who played with Dwight Stevenson talk about him it, with this reverence as if, he was just this freak of nature. So that's why I just, you know, for you having seen him in college, because you played, what, three years with him in college? Yeah. 
And then, you know, all those years in the pros, I, I, I just, uh, I wanted to hear it from somebody who really knew. Oh, Dwight was, he was legit now. He was legit. Both of them. He came to college as a linebacker outside, the stand-up defensive end outside. Really? Yeah. I didn't and, know that. And, did you know that, Drew? No, I did not. And uh, Coach Brian switched him. And all of them. Well, that was probably a good decision. Yeah, very that, good decision. <laughs> yeah, it happens in college a lot. Now I was a, I was a running back all my life. And then, oh, yeah. But you know, I decided to go to wide receiver because I knew I wasn't going to get more. I wasn't going to get any bigger than one ninety, one ninety two. I couldn't play running back at that yeah. size. So I said, you know what? Let, <laughs> you me, get away, all that, let huh? me get away from all these big uglies. And play wide receiver. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's what you know. After I left, but him, linebacker, defensive end, to center. I mean, yeah, that's you know, that's, I don't know what he saw, but but he clearly yeah, saw yeah, something. That athleticism, man. That athletic ability. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, we have a lot in common, as you know, Tony, in terms of like going from legendary coaches, you know, you and Bear Bryant and me and, and Joe Paterno to going to the legendary coach in pro football and Coach Don Shula. Not only did you play for him, you coached coach for him as well. It. Yes. You, tell me, you got to have a couple of shoes stories for us, man. Anything about oh. shoes? Because I know shoes, I mean, I, I, I we talk to the guys all the time now, and there's and there's still shoe stories that come out left and right. Duper was, last week was telling shoe stories. Clayton telling shoe stories. Shoes well, has legendary stories. Had to be something that, that came across with you involved. Well, my rookie year, you know how you do pet and go before practice? Oh, yeah. All right. Pet and go, he always used to say, bring them ball back, run the ball back, run the ball back. And me, myself, oh. being a knucklehead, I threw, threw it. it back. I threw it back. <laughs> oh, boy. And he had this uh, baseball cap on, glasses. <laughs> it hit him dead square in the ear. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he walked right in front of the, the, the little manager, and that ball hit him square in the side of the head. Oh, and his glasses man. popped off, and his hat flew off. And I said to myself, damn, I'm going to get cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was hot. He jumped a little bit late. Who threw that fucking ball? I was like, oh, here we go. Did you owned up? I manned up, huh? Because Clayton never, nobody ever owned up this. Although, you know what? I think Clayton actually was the guy who did all that stuff. When he said nobody right. would admit to right. it, it was probably Mark. <laughs> I manned up. Yeah, and then he had all these. Uh, we talked about the testing for Shula, you know, the blue marks and trying to, you know, for conditioning. Oh. Talk about some of the, because that's some of the funniest shit I ever hear, man. Is the, is the conditioning <laughs> well, test and the guys that passed, the guys that failed, where you were in certain things, and the blue marks, man. I, I couldn't believe it when I got there. All these guys trying to get to these blue marks on the in the conditioning test. Well, I mean, you know, it all depends. You know, a lot of times, a lot of people they're in fear of their job. Yep, and so most of them if, should be. If, and you would, right. you know, really bust your behind trying to get that blue mark. At least you got a blue mark. So, so what's a blue mark? Explain blue marks. Well, Go ahead, Tony. Yep. If okay, had, they had limits on like we do twelve minute run. Okay, backs and receivers stuff. You had to get six left and and move it in, in twelve minutes. So a blue mark if you got seven. Okay, so, so you went. My pass is six. Pass, pass. Well, you got a blue got mark. It. Got it. Got seven. Okay, seven. right, right. And, uh, Some guys in here, <laughs> we talk to Duper. <laughs> Duper to give a damn about no blue mark. No, Duper. He, 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 he only gave a damn about passing, which he couldn't do. He either. said he only yeah. passed it one time, it awful, and then man. they moved it. <laughs> then they moved it up from five to six laps or something. Yeah. He said he was done. Yeah. Ed had that problem too, Newman. Oh, yeah, we'll talk yeah. about Ed for sure. Yeah. That's, he had that you know, problem. and I don't think it's fair to Lyman, though. Do you? I don't I think mean, so. I think, no. you I know, think some of the skilled so. guys like ourselves. How'd you do in the 12 minute run? First well, of all? I got my six in. And that was and, it. And he was to holler at me. Keep, keep going, running, keep, keep going. Running. See, no, like, you told me no, six. No, 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 no. You told me six. Six is it. <laughs> Tapping out is six. I always say it's never like third down and 12 minutes ago. 
It didn't make, it didn't make any sense. <laughs> That's a great line, but then uh, from what I hear, Juice would just run lap after lap after lap. I was just trying to yeah. show off at the You're beginning. You're a 12-minute run king. I was just trying to show off. Because yeah. you know what, though? We ran an 18-minute run at Penn State, so I knew wow. that I could handle 12. Seriously? Yeah, we had an 18-minute run. Wow. And so I knew I that I could know do 12. That. The I knew story I behind the story. Man. Yeah, so and then I was running behind Lifford. They said, hang with Lifford. You'll pass this test. So I'm running with Lifford, and I'm like, Lifford's not running fast enough because the, I had, you know, you got to get into a little runner's high. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I couldn't get into it, so I had to. I Lifford was slowing you down. He wasn't slow, but he was <laughs> slower than I needed him to go. So I br- I saw Lifford at an event. Actually, at the YETC event, we were in Orlando, and I brought that up to him. He got a little defensive, man. Because OJ was a lot younger than me then. I, yeah. you know, he started, I was like, I, I just heard he ran laps around you, Lifford. Well, I, the whole team told me to hang with Lifford, so I don't give a damn how old or young he is or whatever. <laughs> he was, a, said, hang he with was the benchmark. exactly right. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and, and you reset that. He was your rabbit. Have to. He was, man. <laughs> For I, a I, minute. I, I let him go. <laughs> He, go, he ate that rabbit. I used to love some of that stuff, though. Shula's, Shula's testing, that was that was fun stuff, though. It really was. Yeah. What about St. Thomas, though? Ooh. Yeah, let's talk about it. You went from Alabama Ooh. to St. Thomas. <laughs> I mean, I know facilities in Alabama are hey. pretty nice. Well, Back then, they wasn't great like they are now, but back then, it was okay. I right. mean, for a college, it was okay. But when I got off the plane, well, that was a whole different story <laughs> right there. I got off the plane, and my plane was late. All right. The plane was late. The plane was late. Okay. No, nobody at that point. Had you, had you flown before or just oh, yeah. What crazy. airlines do the, they uh, fly you guys on? Because Juice, when he came in <laughs> yeah. the first time, they lost his luggage. <laughs> right. So your plane was late. Who yeah. the hell was who, who was the ops guy for this team at that uh, time? Well, I, I'm not going to drop another name. <laughs> right. right now, but, but, We're going to find but, out, Tony. Nobody was there to pick me up. And uh, so and I called wow. the guy, and he told me to just get a room at the hotel. Just get a so, room. So Pink Flamingo, Crossroads. Yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> get out of here. That's where I stayed at that night. And I promise you, it was the scariest <laughs> night I've ever had in my life. The first night in Miami. Oh, my wow. God. That was a shootout at the downstairs. That was a shootout in the lobby. <laughs> in the lobby. Oh, my God. I got on the floor. And praise the Lord, just let me get out of here tomorrow morning. Welcome to the NFL. Definitely. And then when I got in the cab and went, uh, the cab driver took me over to Biscayne College. And uh, he drove around. I said, oh, this is a college campus. That's okay. Okay. And he kept driving around the campus (laughs) and stuff. And then when we saw that, I orange building sitting there. I was like, you kidding me. <laughs> I said, you kidding me. He said, no, this is the Dolphins uh, camp, training camp. I was like, wow, you're talking about taking a cut and pay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You did take a pay cut. <laughs> yeah, we talked, we, 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 oh, we kind of talked about that off air, but yeah, he took a pay cut leaving Alabama yeah, to play professional boy. football. Mm. You know? And uh, it, it's so funny, Biscayne College now is St. Thomas University, but yep. same same campus. But I spent two days, I think, there, Seth. Two days. Before huh? the new facility was built. So I was, <laughs> I was blessed. Uh, yeah, he was lucky. But, I, but I wonder, so now hearing this, I wonder if that was the move. Let's Let's don't pick him up. If they stay a night at the Pink Flamingo, they won't think that this is so bad once they get out to these dorms. <laughs> at least nobody's shooting anybody at St. Thomas's dorms. That was a wild night, bro. That That's was crazy. Night. That was wild. You know, you know what I love about Biscayne <laughs> you College? Leave your third yeah. round draft, third round, third yeah. round draft pick. Just leave him at the airport. Hey, just stay yep. at the Pink Flamingo. 
That yeah. is. Did you have to pay for the room? Uh, yeah. Come on, man. Oh, believe me. Well, you know, he said he took a pay cut, so he had money in his pocket. Yeah, they no figured you had it, huh? <laughs> he was, he was paid. Hey, that's up here, Brian. My, my, yeah, my parents want to be able to watch me play. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and I will tell you the difference with Biscayne College slash St. Thomas is practice. The fans are like right there on the sideline. There, there's like three yards from the fans to the sideline. Yeah, I used so to go they're, watch. They're like kid. right in the game with you in practice, yep. and they didn't. They were relentless. Yes, they were. They were you relentless. ain't going to be here long. <laughs> <laughs> they were wrong, weren't they? Yes, they, they were. were they were wrong. definitely they wrong were about that one. It's funny you bring that up, though, because I remember as a little kid going, and you just sit in the bleachers, like not even at a high school game. It was like you were at the park. Right. Yep. You sit at the bleachers like you yep. were watching your kids play at the park. And I remember Scott Schwady's, he a pass fit, and, and like the ball rolls over to me, and I'm throwing right, it right back right to there. him. I'm five yards away. <laughs> now they got that's like three crazy. fences and everything and security and yeah. everything now, right? Yep whole different yeah. deal. Yeah, that's funny, I thought that man. wasn't safe. I didn't know they had guys at the Pink Flamingo, though. That's bananas. I got to check. Is it still up? Is it still uh, I don't know if it's still Are they still the shooting thing? is all I want to know. Huh? <laughs> shooting. <laughs> we want to do a podcast live from the Pink Flamingo, see if we can get a sponsorship <laughs> there. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. So, uh, you know, we talked a lot about them already, but with Duper and Clayton. So those were our last two guests in the tank. We didn't have them at the same time. We had Clay. Actually, Juice said they were positioning and they jockeying were. to see yeah, who was going to go first. They so, always do. They, so Clayton went first and Dupe waited so he could kind of react to whatever Clayton said, which actually <laughs> actually worked out well for us because there were things Dupe didn't want to talk about, but it had already been out there with Clayton, which was good. <laughs> but we spent a lot of time, Tony, talking about, you know, I mean, Dupe came in one year ahead of Clayton and Danny, but essentially those are three guys that came in at, at basically the same time young and bold and brash and just lit Miami on fire with the you know offensive firepower and everything at that stage of your career right you're you're the seasoned veteran now yeah. what was it like you know, as a season vet, you've been around the block. You've been there. You've had your own success. He was an all-pro his rookie year, the whole thing. And, and seeing these guys, like, what was that like with those guys coming in on the scene? Well, it really was refreshing because, you know, mm. and when they came in, they came in with an attitude. And, uh, you know, they both, all they said was, throw me the ball. Right. <laughs> I love it. Throw me the damn ball. So, but it was kind of refreshing to have them there because, I mean, it, it kind of lightened the load a little bit somewhat. I, I bet. Was, I was able to catch more balls because of the two of them. So yeah. it made my life a lot easier. Well, Danny didn't mind throwing it. So he, no, whether you were a back or receiver or tight end. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I, I always yeah. tell Dan all the time, hey, I'm down here. Come on. That's it. Bring it downstairs. That's it. Bring it downstairs. Check it down, man. Lower your eyes and I'm right here. I'm right here. Bring it downstairs. Yeah. So they they also talked a lot about Daryl Harris and how he wasn't too receptive (laughs) to those guys coming. But you guys obviously had a connection on the, you know, on the on the hook and lateral. But you know, Daryl Harris, he wasn't a big fan. Yeah, they didn't have fond memories. How was your relationship with Daryl? Because I we got a bad rap on the show right now. Well, it, it was earned. <laughs> it was earned. Dury wasn't the person that, you know, everybody loved. You know, that, he, it was, that, he kept to himself, and he thought he was the shit. Right. So, you know, and when those two came in, and you know how dupe is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... They did their thing. Man, so Clayton told a story, and, you know, we've told it three times now on the show. This will be the third time. But Clayton said, you know, because he said Nat was just so helpful. Like, Nat was, you know, Nat put him in the car and said, this is what we're going to do. And Nat was, he he said he owed his career to Nat. 
But then he said he lined up one time next to Duriel and he got mixed up and didn't know the call. And at Duriel, where do I go? And he goes, Why don't you go ask your fucking coach? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Okay. Yeah. He's like, that does happen sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it happens. That does happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. And that's a, the thing about it is like everybody's <laughs> fighting for a job. Definitely. You want to hold on to your job. When you got Definitely. young guns, you know. It sounds like he saw the writing yeah. on the wall. And, you know, and Tony and I, we were talking, Tony and I were talking last week and we we're talking about how, you know, every Tuesday there's there are people out there working out at a certain position. Guaranteed. Yeah. You know that, yeah. Seth. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? There's, I mean? there's guys, and you look out there from the lunchroom, you see, damn, is that wide receivers? No? Okay, that's cool. You know, and Tony was talking about it as, you know, as a running back. It's always, it's always, always, always be a fear, right? But I, I, I told Tony, I said, Tony, when you were running backs coach, your ass is out there working for running <laughs> that's back right. out there, too. That's right. <laughs> I got to feed my family, man. That's right. <laughs> I can do what the boss man right, say. He right. said, go find him somebody. Go see if that was any telling out there. Got to have a position that's delivering for you. Yep. Oh, man, that's great, man. That's funny stuff, man. Another teammate of yours that you, you played with back in the day, you actually teammates again with, the Honorable oh, Ed uh, Newman, Newman, man. Judge first of Newman. all, Judge Newman. How'd that happen, first of all? And how's it feel to be teammates with him again? And you got to ask some great stories of something that might have happened to court. I, I, I kind of picked your brain before you got on air. And some t- it seemed like it's an ordinary day to day. But have there been any crazy days with you guys in court, you know, that you know that you guys well, laugh about or that were serious, that you were a little frightened about? Or, you know, how's, how's the day go with, with your well, former teammate and current teammate? Well, when I first, when he first asked, me to do the job and i was like do what yeah how did that come about uh well we was at a game okay and we was in the box and um i'm sitting there watching the game and all of a sudden he walks up to me put his hand on my shoulder and his wife kathy was there and uh they both said uh hey we hear you looking for something to do i was like yeah you know something to get me out the house and ed said i think i got a perfect job for you I was like, perfect job. What you want me to do? Go in and clean up your yard? He said, no, no, no. My bailiff is leaving, and I think you'll be perfect for the job. I said, I don't know anything about no damn bailiff. <laughs> he said, well, that's all right. You learn on the job. I was like, yeah, right. And she said, Kathy said, well, really, seriously? He said, it, you, you you enjoy it. I said, okay, cool. I'll, they tag-teamed you on the deal. Yeah, now. they did. <laughs> Usually the women get their way a lot of times. And I talked to Johnny about it, my wife, and she said, well, yeah, can't hurt to try. If you don't like it, that's what he said. If you don't like it, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to stay there. So <laughs> I tell him, okay, I'm going to do it. And the next day, I go to the uh, human resource place, all right, sign the paperwork, you know, get go through the little orientation. The next thing I know, the lady was taking me downstairs to the locker room down there and pulling out uniform. Here's your uniform. <laughs> I'm like, well, damn, I don't get a chance to go home and come back the next day. And I changed clothes right there in the locker room and put my clothes in the car when I went down and walked up in the, into his office. He's, and he said, hey, oh, are you ready to go? I said, Ed, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. This is your first day. <laughs> my first day. I mean, I just went to see this lady, and the lady gave me these clothes, told me, all right, go. To, I mean, I wow. didn't know who I was and what. It's, it's a little bit like football, man. Yeah, you right, right. <laughs> oh, I mean, they throw you right in the fire, find out if you can, or in the water where you can swim, you know, or drown, one or two. Wow. Right. So, but, yeah, and then I was like, damn, I'm looking around. I don't know what I'm doing. He said, well, it's a thankless job. All you got to do is help the, cl- the uh, clerk out and push papers and tell people where to go. I said, Ed, I didn't even know where to damn go. I'm going to tell them where to go. <laughs> well, I'm not, other than hell. Right. But, you know, <laughs> so, but, it's a yeah. good starting place. Yeah. And so I was after about a couple of days there, you know, I didn't think 
you know, yeah, cops all over the place. You know, on Mondays and Tuesdays, cops would be in the room because, you know, people have cases. So I had one knucklehead walk in the door. He get pissed off about what how Ed was talking to him because the guy was a repeat. Okay. And uh, he's familiar with the judge. Yeah. And he went walking up toward, you know, the bench. Oh, he took some steps. Yeah. And I told him, hey, man, you can't do that. I played football player. No, no. But (laughs) hey, OJ, that was was almost 30 years ago. (laughs) You weren't pulling that one out. (laughs) And all of a sudden, I had to grab him, dude. Had to put him on the floor on the ground. Then I look up. I'm like, the cops did sitting there just looking at me. I'm like, what? Wow. This is y'all job. This is what y'all supposed to be doing. They and said, you they, got a badge too now, they, Tony. And they said, well, we just wanted to see if you could handle yourself. <laughs> no, wait, I said, ain't this a bitch? So what if you couldn't? <laughs> they all got, got my butt beat down there. Yeah, how long were they going to sit and watch? But uh, since then, since that time, they've been very cooperative. <laughs> I bet. They have been very Word cooperative. Out. Yeah, Maybe they're, that's what they're, they're in the locker room cred. now, Seth. They're in the locker room now. This is a different courtroom. When you're right. a football player. <laughs> right. This is a locker room now yeah. where you're going to get you can get your ass whooped up in here. Oh, yeah. That's and, uh, crazy. But since I've been with him, though, you know, he has his moments where, you know, I have to, he said, well, if I get carried away sometimes, just step out and let me know. And there have been a few times where I had to tell him to uh, you know, carried away because he's just running his mouth too long, or no, carried he, away in what way? Way he's saying things. Oh, he's just coming it. down on people, coming down on people about what they need to do and haven't done. Yeah. I gave you opportunity to do this, and people said, "But you're on it," and he just, I don't want to hear. It. And I'd be like, "Oh, look, here we go." But he, when that guy leave the microphone, I got to deal with it. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Not you. <laughs> Not you get them all riled up and hand them yeah, over to me. And now I got to deal with this dude. But it'd be, I mean, we had some good, we have some good times in that. And, you know, the worst thing I had to have, and then the uh, daughter jumped on the mama. Mm. And uh, they both spoke, spoke Spanish, where the whole family spoke Spanish. And I didn't understand what was going right. on. Right. Why this was happening. And come to find out, the mother, but the grandmother ended up having an accident and the daughter's daughter died. So, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. And that was, that's been one of the worst things I've had, yeah, you know, had to deal with a whole family of people trying, and they all fighting one another. Turning back on each other. Oh, it's yeah. tragic. Yeah. yeah. But uh, other than that, we have a lot of laughs. I bet. That's good, man. We have a lot of laughs. We enjoy On another team, right? Yeah. Kind of that deal. They used to say, well, you know, he used to block for you, and now you protecting him. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, I like said, well, that. I don't think I'd like to do that, but I hope I don't have to have protect yeah. his back. But. <laughs> payback. That's payback. That, wasn't, that wasn't part of the conversation no, when he came up to the game. No, it was not. <laughs> no, they, you didn't say anything the like perfect that. perfect job yeah. for you, huh? <laughs> and, you know, he's talking about the though. uniform, Juice, for those who haven't seen any of this video in just listening so tony showed up today in yeah, uniform, uniform now yeah. he came walking i was looking for him out front i thought so i was like somebody's in trouble Probably. man he's got the badge and yeah. the whole deal i said oh man that's, no, i that's thought i was gonna have tony. a chance to go home and change but you know he got the talking again <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> did you give him the sign did yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's wrap it up man well, wrap it up then on top of that he had to tell everybody it was my birthday so today's your today's birthday, your birthday? yeah man Seth, what's wrong with you seth Oh, man, I did all my research. I didn't check that. I'm looking right here. Damn, happy birthday, Tony. Happy Thank you, Tony. Birthday, I appreciate Tony. it. Appreciate happy 50th, it. man. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Celebrating 50 years. With that. I almost been married that long. Oh, my God. That's, That's awesome, terrible. Man. Well, now I'm embarrassed. This is what happens when we you know, know get the guests at the last minute. Priest, we have some, some birthday celebration stuff here? No. Cocktails no, 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 or anything? No, no. What we got in here, man? We probably do have some what's cocktails. Up in, what's up in the fridge well, He definitely here. may want to change out of the uniform <laughs> if you start serving <laughs> yeah. them. Hey, before, before we let you go, birthday boy, I have to ask 
guys, I mean, this, I forgot. I wasn't even thinking about this. There's this debate. You play for the great Bear Bryant. Nick Saban's been having a lot of success at, at Alabama. Mm. They're trying to say he's the greatest coach in Alabama history, and he's got a statue already. How does a guy that played for the legendary Bear Bryant feel about what the, what they're blessing, not blessing, you're talking about with Nick Saban, winning five national titles and, you know, running the SEC the way he has. How do you feel about what's going on with Nick and, and the SEC and your alma mater? I'm proud. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's done a great job since he's been there. You know, I can walk around with my head high. Absolutely. And you notice I wear the pen now more. Always. <laughs> and was that your car out there with the Alabama blade out front? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because you're in the you're in the box. You know what I mean? And you you see all the all the Bama kids guys are in there. They're roosters up in there. <laughs> Chests are out, their feathers are out, man. They are—they're they're loving what's going on. Well, there's also that little unique piece of you know, Nick Saban isn't necessarily the most popular He's guy not. here with well, Dolphin fans. He asked me whenever I see him, "Hey, how things going in South Florida?" <laughs> I said, "You don't really want to know." You don't want to know, Coach. That's it. You don't really want to know. That's hilarious. Well, he talks to my boss. My boss loves him. I he always does. say JT's one of like three people in all of South Florida that are Nick oh, Saban yeah. fans. Yeah. Well, he had a great relationship when he played with him. But uh, okay, so you got you cool with him then? Oh yeah, definitely. Right, yeah, he's cool. repping the right colors right, and right. winning games. Okay, just, so, you know. just want to check. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Baby. You never thought about Auburn when you were growing up, right? Was it always Alabama or no Auburn in your life, Bruh. <laughs> I guess we no. know which one of those schools he went down there and experienced some of that do, stuff. Do do you really want me to talk about that cow college? No, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> he said that cow college. I do not. I was just making sure. Bro, there's no love down that way, Jack. Zero. None. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. Sure. I mean, some great people come out of that now that I played against in, you know, college and pro, but school itself, nah. Okay. Wasn't the right fit no for you. Said. Definitely. Leave wasn't. it at that, no right? Said. Yeah. Interesting. So now, you know, we start putting the pieces back together from the beginning <laughs> where we went to certain schools and they, yeah, yeah, it makes some sense. Yeah, no doubt. So what I, you know, I'm going to go back to where we started here again. And now by the time this thing airs, we will have played another game. So hopefully we're, to, we're celebrating another victory with the Vikings, but we're still riding high on this Miami miracle. Have you met Kenyon Drake? Have the Dolphins reached out? I mean, I think Kenyon and, and Tony need to have Absolutely. a photo shoot together or do well, something on, you know, one of the Dolphins properties. Have not spoken with him, you know, but uh, he represented the school well now. He's doing great for himself. I'm proud That's of right. him. Right. Another Bama Another guy Bama, Bama back. Bama, what are Bama. the odds? He's 32, right? So, yeah, you know, right. 22, 22, 32. Yeah. So. Yeah, so TK, well, 42. We'll see who the next 42 is in another decade or so. We got another one coming. It, it was really an honor to have you here, Tony. It was uh, so much fun watching you as a kid growing up, and to be able to sit here and, and, and relive those things was awesome. And the fact that Juice called you like yesterday, and you made this thing work. <laughs> On a work it, day, Absolutely, it means a lot. Man. So I truly enjoyed well, it. No, and appreciate I appreciate you. this myself. Thank you very much. It's an honor. Touchdown, Tony. Thank you. No, Thank Juice, you for diving you know in. Sir. Anything for you, bro. You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth Living, OJ, Juice, man, This is strictly for them true fans, dog fans. Number one, of course, y'all. This ain't no ordinary sports talk. Dive up in that fish tank. Go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank 
rockin' with OJ and Seth, but we dive up in that fish tank. Uh, uh, fans with attitude, we got to dive up in that fish tank. Celebrate big or cry hard Leave it all on the field, we gon' try hard Old school, a new school, mix it in Feeling like we up close when we listening Dolphins tales, in Miami is the deep end We vibing with our favorite players, no secret We get with Seth and McDuffie Bringing up stories we never heard to the public Bet we love it, Dolphins fans never budget We loyal to the team, whether happy or we upset We be like, what's next? Don't switch the subject You know it's all about them fans And if you ready for that water time to dive in Don't switch the subject, you know it's all about them fans And if you down with Dolphins Nation, time to dive in Don't switch the subject, you know it's all about them fans You looking at that fish tank, it's time to dive in It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank. Rapping with OJ and Seth, when you dive up in that fish tank.